Hi, everyone, and welcome to Vanderpump Rules Party. I'm Holly Borges. I'm Sarah C., and we are currently conjoined. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened with our equipment, but uh, we're short a cord, and so Sarah and I are super close, which we're not very like, comfortable we're not, with. We're not into this, but You're we're, in bubble. we're dealing with it. We have our own sides of the table. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> hovering in the corner. <laughs> but we have a super exciting guest. You've heard her on our podcast before. She has her own podcast. We would like to welcome Jamie Lynn, who is the host of her podcast, Jamie All Over. She is a former co-host and now frequent guest on Sheena's podcast, Shenanigans. She's an investor in Sugar Taco, an entrepreneur, an emo band aficionado, <laughs> A vegan champion, animal rights activist, and mom to Ivy. Welcome, Jamie Lynn. Welcome. Hi, ladies. Hi. I always want to interject into intros, and I'm like, no, I just have to be quiet until I'm actually introduced, because it's always awkward if the guest starts talking before they're introduced, because then they're like, who is that? Yeah. But then on the other hand, people probably have already read the show notes, and they know who the guest is, so it's like yeah. this game that we play, like, yes. this is who's coming up. Yeah. But when you were saying you were conjoined, did I hear this or am I making this up? Do you, Sarah, do you not like getting hugs from people? Correct. Okay. So this closeness <laughs> thing with and you two. I, and I'm and the she same way. And, oh, yeah, really? <laughs> that we, we bonded over that when we first met. And I mean, we, we fake it when you have to, so you're not rude. Yeah. That sort of thing. I'm but a hugger. I'm like the half, <laughs> yeah. I'm the half tapper. Okay. <laughs> it's what? gotten me in trouble with like work situations, but... It is what it what is. What do you think the issue is? Not that not that you have an issue, but yeah, why do you think? Yeah, let's let's dive into yeah. that. <laughs> let's analyze. You I guys. just grew up not hugging. Same, at all. like my my parents are not very um, like huggy, and so with my own children and my family, like I've made an effort to make sure that I am very huggy. Yeah, that's what my sisters did too. Um, they went the opposite. Route. But yeah, but like for other people and stuff, yeah, I don't enjoy it. And also for us, probably for you too, I hate this at work. People will come up and they'll shake my partner's hands and then they'll hug me. Oh. And it's like, Ew. but it's gross to me because my boobs smash against their... Which is probably what they want. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, it's, you know, whenever I hug someone, it's like, there's that element. Mm -hmm. So it's a little awkward. And then... Ew, know. I don't like that they are shaking a man's hand, yes. but then hugging a Happens woman. Yeah. This I don't is like that. part of why I didn't mind COVID so much. Oh, because yeah. Because even when <laughs> we had a public conference last year and COVID was still going on, I was like, people had to respect the space. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And standing in line and stuff too was oh, like, I it was that. such, it was really nice. Yeah. And I'm kind of a germaphobe all the time. So with COVID, it let me seem normal. Yeah. I like passed <laughs> as being normal. But even if I go get gas, or when I go get gas, which is now the price of a mortgage payment, by oh the way. Oh, my God. Insane. But I will grab the paper towels that they have, you know, right yeah, next to the that. things. And I'll hold take my the... paper towel to even open up my gas tank to hold the handle, like everything. I don't touch anything. But I was doing that way before, before COVID. Cool. So now when people see me doing it, they don't think I'm a They're like, Oh, it's just COVID. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. But no, I would like to dive deeper into like why I don't like that. I remember in high school, like a lot of my girlfriends would have movie night and they would sit on the couch and they would all cuddle. And I would literally be like, I can't. So I, I don't know what that is. I need to look into that. Yeah. When you even on some of the shows, but you same thing when they're like, will you like spoon me or cuddle with me? I'm like, I can't yeah. even imagine. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yeah. 
and with my boyfriend sure. I know and that's yeah. and, and then it's like but yeah I could do it with boys but not girls like what is that I never heard of girls cuddling during watching movies. One of my one of my best friends yeah. invited me over to like watch movies, and she's like, "Come on!" Cu-. And I was like, "I I'm sorry, like I." And she's like, "What's?" She literally just looked at me and was like, "What's wrong with you?" And I was like, "I don't know," and I've never answered that question. I wish that I was more open. I guess is what I'm saying. Okay. I want to be more open. I don't like that anxiety feeling I get. It's just too hard to like. Because now my mom wants to, but I'm like, no, you blew it. You should have raised yeah. me that way. Oh, now she now wants to she hug. Wants to all the time. And it's, I feel like an asshole, but I'm like, Mm-mm. I'm always grabbing my bag. And I'm like, good, thanks for the ride. Bye. <laughs> and she's just like, like, sorry. It's well, you, you ever hear of those things where like babies need human touch or they will die? Yes. Like, yes. It's a miracle you both are here and alive and breathing. It, it really is. And <laughs> I think maybe Survivors. it would be a fun episode. Maybe not fun. Maybe that's not the word, but interesting episode if you get a therapist on here and figure your shit out about why <laughs> that would really be like touch I mean I mean I get massages there you go okay that's I a, mean if you're isn't that enough in your case Sarah you're fine you don't want to change you're good <laughs> but in Holly's case you're saying you wish you could change and be yeah better. I'm not saying you I should well or I I would I'm just like truly like I when it happens when I have that feeling I'm like why am I not like I I would like the answer I guess yeah so I'm still searching. I'm I mean, still I on know. a journey. For me, it's like I know I just wasn't raised that way, so I'd have to change it if I wanted to. And then the boob, the physical thing. Yeah, I don't. I guess I I'm like bitter that I was raised like that, and yeah. so I just wonder what would have happened if I wasn't. And I don't know. Maybe I'm blaming all of that on my childhood. I don't know. But let's not get. Let's save that for <laughs> yeah. another episode. I'm watching Chad right now go back and forth outside by the pool. He's watching the girls right now. Um, I love this whole setup that we've got going on. Yeah, it's great. And Father's Day is this Sunday. And you guys, we have a little trip that we may be taking on Sunday. If Chad agrees to it, Tom and Katie are having an open house. Well, they're not hosting it, but their house is oh has an open house. And so I've asked Chad if on, if on his Father's Day, if you he know. would like to go tour the house. And he's thinking about it so hopefully we will have an update for the podcast because I feel like that's on brand for us and we should just do it you commit to your investigative right? journalism it's like this is why like people listen for it's this not reason. invasive it's empty no it's <laughs> and yeah it's fine and I feel like if people lived here they would do the same thing so I'm helping them so we came off that great podcast you did with Lala I loved doing that podcast that was such a surprise it was such a surprise for me as a listener too I was like wow and I heard her on her follow-up one this week and she's still using she's questioning people like they went on that uh, Malibu wine safari she's like Mm -hmm. well why would you even have a giraffe here what how is that relevant to wine the wheels are working in her brain yeah so she didn't she you know yeah sustain the is that still a thing? I thought they like closed that place. It's open, but they got rid of all the animals except for the llama or llamas and alpacas. Okay. So I heard that during the fires, they just left that giraffe there to fend for itself. I heard that too. There was she like a lot of updates going on about that. Mm-hmm. Lala said they told her he was in Texas. Yeah. But that's horrifying. I'm pretty sure there was tweets of photos of the giraffe oh my God. there. Yeah. So he's probably not really in Texas. Oh, oh you think? No. I think it's, I don't he know. He survived. 
Let's do oh, some more investigative yeah, journalism yeah, yeah, on yeah, the yeah, giraffe. Okay. I don't know. To be continued. Before we shame them. Shame them. <laughs> yeah, right? I think <laughs> on Lala's episode, she actually, ble- like, she cut out when she said the actual name of the winery. So oh. Oh. <laughs> should we cut that out of this as well? <laughs> I mean, it's obvious who it is. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, we got, so, we went and, um, it was a long time ago, but they were telling us Kylie, all the Kardashians were paid to go there mm-hmm. or not paid to go there. They got in for free, right? Comped if they would post and right. Kylie posted and then tagged that she was in Napa. <gasps> Hilarious. <laughs> so anyways, um, but with that, so I wanted to dive in a little bit on some of what you talked about on her podcast for people that aren't committed to or ready yet to go full vegan let's say they're vegetarian or they're one step at a time like Mm -hmm. transitioning uh, what kind of things should they look for because someone I think Lala had a caller on that was commenting on your guys's podcast and they said you know don't be fooled by free range you gotta you have to get pasture raised and it's all just to make the consumer feel less guilty for Mm. what they're buying okay they are appealing to people's need and awareness that there needs to be a change and things need to be more humane. But at the end of the day, I always say there is absolutely no humane way to kill someone who does not want to die. Those cows, whether they're eating grass or they're eating soy, they're still in captivity. They're they're still being treated horribly and they're still being murdered. You know? So the fact that that's information is given out to people to make them feel better about their choices or even pay more. It's just taking advantage of people's emotions, of their pocketbooks. So I am not a fan of any of it. Okay. So I would never say, yeah, you know, if you're transitioning, just do grass fed instead. I wouldn't, that wouldn't be my advice. No. People will bring up all of these random scenarios like, Mm -hmm. oh, well, what if you're on a desert island? Are you going to eat meat then? It's like, well, we're not on a desert island and we have grocery stores. Are you going to eat meat now when you have other options? That's the real situation. So people often throw things at me like, oh, well, I only get my eggs from this mom and pop and they treat them like this and that and they're happy and all of this. And it's like, if we're buying our eggs like most of people are in supermarkets, that is not the situation. Yeah. And... I don't like I can't speak to some hypothetical mom and pop place. I don't know how they're treating their animals. I don't know if yeah. they're killing the male chicks. I don't Ooh. I don't know any of it. You oh, know, I saw so that video that was all so horrible. Yeah. I liked the advice that you because it's I'm sure like to many others, it's overwhelming to think to make all those changes. But I liked that your advice was just start with little changes, yeah. one thing at a time. And I think that's great advice because something as simple as changing to almond milk or something like that, which if you actually try it, it tastes better. Absolutely. Um, so I love an oat milk oat latte. Milk. Oh, I, so I can't drink regular milk mm. anymore. Like, I, I mean, I stopped. What was that book that came out? Gosh, Skinny I, Bitch. Y- yes. Mm-hmm. I feel like, what year was that? Because I remember I was like living in Aliso Viejo and I was like, that's it. And Chad and I stopped drinking milk after we read that. We were like, gross, we're done. Well, the reason why you're allergic, Holly, is because you're not a calf. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The reason why most humans are allergic and and they're lactose intolerant is because we're not supposed to be drinking that. And that completely makes sense. Like once I feel like once your awareness is once you realize that, then it's like, oh, yeah. So and um, what's also kind of sad about that is that the African-American community, their allergies towards milk are on a much higher scale than any other race. Uh huh. And it's disproportionate, but it's sad because for example for starbucks 
people are currently being charged in the United States for plant milk over regular milk. Mm -hmm. And to all of these people who are actually allergic to it, they're now having to pay more for this choice. And even if they're not allergic, they're paying more for a compassionate choice when Starbucks says that they're committed to all of this environmental betterment, you know, Mm -hmm. and they want to lower their footprint and they're committed to this. And it's like, well, if you're committed to it, don't penalize people for making the more environmentally friendly, more compassionate choices. And in UK, to their credit, they stopped charging more. But in the U.S., they still are. Yeah, that's hypocritical because think about one of the environmental issues is like the cow, the methane, Mm -hmm. all that. And another argument I get a lot is people will say, well, why don't you care about humans? And it's, first of all, it's like I can have a cause and just because I have one cause doesn't mean I don't care about any others. And it also doesn't mean that I am now obligated to fight for every single other cause out there because I would not be effective if I did that. But in me speaking up for animals, speaking up for the voiceless, it's also helping humans on many different scales. If you look at all of the places that have, let's say, the pigs, you know, in North Carolina, where all of their waste is going into these, like, lakes that are just brown. It's it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. You can't even imagine the stench. But those are in lower-income communities, okay? And... Again, people of color, it's affecting way more. In addition to that, who do you think are the people working at the slaughterhouses? They don't have any other options for work, or they have very little options. A lot of them may not even be legally allowed to work, and that's why they are being taken advantage of to do that work. And ultimately, they get a lot of PTSD, a lot of mental issues. Imagine having to slit a cow's throat, like thousands, hundreds a day imagine that's your job so and then on top of it is the health look at the health of our country and it's all because of this you know fast food and all of the bullshit like milk does a body good and it's all advertising bs so yes i want my dad died of a heart attack i don't want people to die of a heart attack Mm -hmm. by eating too much saturated fat and clogging up their arteries so yeah that was my dad it was all um, the doctor said, oh, you guys don't have to worry because it was all self-induced from diet. Mm-hmm. It wasn't hereditary. Yeah. So heart issues. Exactly. And, and then like, not for everyone. Sometimes it is hereditary, but it, yeah, it sounds yeah. like. And what happens when someone gets cancer? That's when the doctor will say, okay, go on a plant-based diet. Why aren't we doing this proactively to prevent it? You like know? Look at Tom Brady, how well he performs when he's plant-based. Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah. If you watch um, a documentary on Netflix called The Game Changers, they yeah, follow around that. like the Tennessee Titans football team and how mm-hmm. I, I don't know much about sports, but apparently that team was not doing well for a number of years. And then they came in and most of the players became plant-based and they did better. <laughs> I don't know what title. <laughs> I don't know what they won. I I forget. I don't know sports, but yeah. that whole documentary follows around like Olympians, follows around the world's strongest man. They're all plant-based. And it just, you know, it breaks down the myth that has been perpetuated, especially with men, that they need to eat meat to be manly. They need all of this extra protein and that they can only get it from meat sources. Like like I say, it's all marketing. It's all advertising. But that documentary is a great one, for, especially for men, especially for athletes, because it doesn't show any slaughterhouse footage. It's very easy to watch. Yeah. And it's interesting. It's produced by James Cameron mm. and I believe Arnold Schwarzenegger as well. But yeah, that's a good one. Cool. 
Or I heard you talk about the cow and the baby cow. She was hiding her weight. You know, mm. like think about the people, as you said, the PTSD that they have to go chase down. They see that happen all the time. Like they must just, yeah, must weigh on you, have an effect at some point. Yeah. So to sum <clears throat> that up, I do care about humans deeply just because I care so much about animals. It doesn't correlate that I don't care about humans. And these things that I fight for ultimately help humans as well yeah Yeah. for sure and a better environment to live in too okay well what are some of the no I was gonna like ask brands I know you say earth balance for butter oh I got in a fight with someone on Lala's podcast page over earth balance did you I don't know if you saw that no um so I think, yeah, I heard you talking about it. I think I on talked about it on one. my podcast. Yeah, that's one, right? Yeah. yeah. One of her listeners got very upset with me that I was recommending Earth Balance because it contains canola oil and she does not do well with canola oil. It's, it causes her inflammation. Okay. And my response was, well, I've never had any issues with it. And she's like, well, you're hypocritical. You're not, again, <laughs> going back to I'm not caring about humans. I'm not caring about her because I recommended something that, caused her a health issue I guess and I was like this do not call me a hypocrite I went vegan because I felt I was being a hypocrite by just being a vegetarian yeah so you can call vegans a lot of things but I don't think a hypocrite is the right word to use it seems to really trigger people (laughs) I know people get so angry and it's like there's no 100% 100% fix for everybody. Everybody's different. Yeah. Well, and, and, allergies. I, and that's exactly. why I like just like the laid back thing of like, make the changes you can, like do what you can. And I just think it's interesting listening to hear people's experiences and like why they, like, I love hearing your story and why you chose to eat the way you do and that we all have those choices to make. And I thought you did such a good job on Lala's podcast. Thank you. And, and Lala, I, I have to say, Lala is a great podcaster. I don't know if she gets the credit she deserves for it, but she asks the right questions. And not only that, but after I would answer something, you can tell she was thinking about it deeply. Mm-hmm. Whereas there's some other people who just, you know, they're not interacting that way, I guess. And they're not, they're not able to take in what the other person says and then ask a more intuitive question after that. And she did that. So to her credit, that's that was a reason why that was such a great episode. Absolutely. As well. And she also didn't interrupt, which that's like always like nice to hear. Let the person finish their thoughts. And it was just like a very pleasing to the ear podcast. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, I got a lot of yeah. good feedback from that. Yeah, one. a lot of people messaged us about it too and we're like, This is so good. So yeah. so for other things like cheeses, are there certain like nuts or proteins that make a better cheese like cashew or macadamia or almond like definitely daya is gonna kill me but definitely not daya <laughs> oh gave, really i see that in the grocery oh, store they the- gave vegan cheese they were one of the first okay. but they gave it such a bad name that it's like people are turned off to try other ones right. because of how bad daya tastes i've heard from some people that they've changed their recipe and it's not the way it used to be so okay. maybe it's better now I am not a fan, or I was not a fan prior. As for cheeses, I love Miyoko's. It's woman-founded. Her cheeses are just fabulous. Mm. One that I get is like a soft cheese, and it's, I don't know if it's like with chive, it's it's with herbs. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll eat that by itself. I don't even need to put it on anything. It's so good. I liked the provolone from Follow Your Heart. That's really good for like on a sandwich, but sugar taco now has a sister company called the plant butchers and we will be making our own cheeses i heard you say oh. that that's so exciting and i'm working on getting it into 
Costco grocery stores and shipping direct to customer nationwide. Nice. So hopefully we can be added to the list of very good vegan cheeses. Because I had that note on my next page, but um, Mm -hmm. about, I know you're working on shipping options. So I was wondering what, if it was sugar taco, like are you mailing kits or what you're doing? Yeah. Well, we're doing that too. Yeah. I mean, I'm neck deep in all of this right now because I love the fact that I was trusted with this task, which is to run our new food retail division. So that includes Sugar Taco and the Plant Butchers, which both locations, uh, they're right next door to each other. They share a kitchen in Long Beach. And we're- Is that open? We are in process. So it's it's probably gonna take us about six months from now until we're open, because it's a brand new building. We're on the first floor corner, huge space, high ceilings. But we have to install the kitchen, all the equipment. We have yeah. to paint. We have to do the flooring. Like We have to do everything. It's like a, just an empty shell right now. Mm-hmm. So six months. We're pretty fast. We do a lot of work ourselves. Everything we can do ourselves, we do. Is that right off PCH? It's not on PCH. No. It's on Broadway and Magnolia. Okay. So there's the fire station there. There's a police station. There's a lot of apartment buildings there. It's I love Long Beach, so I think it's going to be a great spot for you guys. Good, good. Yeah, because when I first heard Long Beach, I didn't really know much about it. And I was like, why are we doing that? But it makes so much sense to me now because they don't have those options as much as L.A. proper does. Mm-hmm. You know, and I love it myself being from O.C. Now it's only, you know, 30, 40 minutes mm-hmm. as opposed to me going all the way up to L.A. Yeah. So. I'm very happy with the location. Awesome. I heard you talk about Super Size Me Too. That's, yeah, that's the one that I only saw that recently. It, I think it's a little bit older, but I think the reason I didn't tune into it before is because he, it, Morgan Spurlock, he is trying to open his own fast food chicken place, and that wouldn't appeal to me. But mm. in watching it, it's fascinating to see what he goes through to even procure the chickens and he visits these quote unquote free range and it shows you the conditions that these chickens are living in they'll show you chicken and like if you're getting a grilled chicken sandwich at like wendy's or something or some fast food place those grill lines they're not even real they show you how they're painting them on yeah it's a fascinating documentary he did a good job on it when i had like an awakening about chicken and the way the eggs or just all of it I, it was from Pamela Anderson oh good and uh, and she showed all like that's the first time that I ever saw that sort of footage and stuff and I was just horrified she's one of my idols I would love to meet her she is on my list of people that I want to actually have a dream guest list really for, nice. yeah for my podcast I think she lives in Paris now though I uh, really yeah, yeah. I didn't meet her but I saw her very close up when she came to a surf contest to visit Kelly Slater oh when you were trying to yeah when she went on two dates with Kelly yeah oh but Pamela Anderson (laughs) won won, unfortunately (laughs) so I mean if you're gonna have any competition or lose (laughs) out to anyone yeah it's it's like (laughs) unfortunately I was like I think 14 you know so it was (laughs) 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 I was a junior lifeguard and she was Pamela Anderson so it was it was rough I remember she was wearing this little Hot Wheels like crop top and she was just so cute like exactly how you would think that she looked Mm -hmm. she looked so love her yeah (laughs) I didn't finish their the Hulu thing did you watch that so good Pam and Tommy I mean I got to like episode eight or something and I I want to yeah I never started it so I started yeah it's amazing I was a little confused on the casting for Tommy I have to admit but the girl who did Pamela did a phenomenal job. She mm. looks nothing like that. Oh yeah, in real life. What's she her, has who an is accent. That again? 
really? she was in a Disney yeah. movie or something that yeah, I yeah she was in um, Cinderella, Cinderella movie. I loved yeah. her in that so when I saw that she was oh, doing that her? I was like oh yeah she's gorgeous mm-hmm. I bumped into one of my other idols last night I have a funny story for okay. you guys oh spill it so last night <laughs> We went out for Brett Kenyon's birthday and we went happy to Happy birthday, Brett. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. He gave me the Tom Tom shirts to give away. I found out last night that they're his ex boyfriends that he just like left at his house and he's like, I want to get rid of me. That's I, I love that. Because I'm like, when I heard you guys had that, I'm like, how did how did Brett get four <laughs> like I know it, when you showed them, I was like, Oh, like it looks actually like someone's Well <laughs> and that the well, things well, are frayed. Yeah, but people are collectors. They want the Yeah, they want it. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, they might even want the sweat on there. Yeah, yeah. And blood, like, sweat, and tears of Tom. No, they're very clean it's and authentic. they're starch. It's okay. authentic. Starch. But then I notice at the bottom of the sleeves, they're all frayed, and I'm like, oh my god, did he just cut them? And then I saw that they're oh. all like that. So that's the style. Oh, it's the style. Okay. Yeah, but they are from Italy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> fine, classy, fine fabric. Yes. No, we have some super fans that just would like a collect. You know part of their collection is how I'm seeing it I'm not really seeing someone wear it out well I know but when you (laughs) announced that you were that you had that and then when I saw the picture I was just like it was funny it's it's great it's amazing (laughs) thank you it really is no it's do you have you have a a lot of people that want them? Yes. <laughs> yes. She put it up and I was like, okay, let's see what happens. And it's like a threat. Like people are putting, there? yeah, they're like memes, like me, me, me. Really? Like, yes. They're I haven't even put it up on Patreon yet. I put it up in her Facebook Yeah, group. I was dying. I'm like, I, I love our group. Like they, <laughs> they are ride or die fans. You know, it's awesome. It. <laughs> he said he was thought, thought about putting them on eBay and I'm like, Who's bidding on, who's searching for this, first of all? Well, remember I found all those Sir dresses on eBay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, people, it's a thing. There's it's a thing. I think, okay, I'm getting off on a tangent because I yeah. want to get back to last night, but I think there oh, needs right. to be, you know how they have those pop-up museums, like the Britney Museum? Yeah. There needs to be a reality show pop-up museum and have, like, Sheena's wedding crop top wedding dress in there and the Tom Tom sweatshirt well, and, and, and Kristen's green dress when she went to go get her DVR. Like there's like certain That's things. That's in the Museum of Broken Relationships or something. Oh, is well, it? Yeah. yeah. Kristen's dress? Uh-huh. Hilarious. But and like the samurai sword. Apparently mm. Tom gave that away to someone else. Yeah. Okay. Some other friend. Hmm. Anyway. Okay, back last to last night. night. About so last night. It was me, Brett, Raquel, Brett's friend Tina from New Jersey, and Ryan Beal, who is he works on like in property management for Sheena's Wallace apartment. So that's how we okay. connected with him. Brett and I actually helped work that deal out for her to move into there. So we oh, wow. got to know Ryan anyhow. So it was us at dinner and we went to plant food and wine in Venice. So it's owned by Matthew Kenny. If you watched bad vegan, you might know who he is. Oh. Did you watch the bad vegan documentary? I haven't. I yet. did not. Okay. Well, that's add that to your list. Okay. It's not I amazing, have it on my list. I just good. haven't started it yet. It's but. but I saw your stories that the food looked really good and like super Yeah. I liked the energy. It was amazing. So anyway, Matthew Kenny, he was the one that started Pure Food and Wine, which the whole documentary Bad Vegan is about. He started it with Sarma, the oh, okay. the blonde. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he got she bought him out. He got out before he was in, you know, she got in, involved in all that trouble. Anyway, I just know him as being in the food space. He's a, he's a vegan. He has so many restaurants, cookbooks. Like, he is an idol of mine, right? So to put it in context, it'd be like if you guys saw 
Lisa Vanderpump sitting next to you or something, you'd be like, what do I do? What do I do? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So okay. I don't know. No, that's her. I'm okay. like, Holly, you share a birthday. You're, it's your, it was on her birthday. I'm like, say so. She's like, no, no, no. She, yeah. You have a, though. Yeah. Yeah. So he, the restaurant was completely like empty. I want to say. So it was like our table. And then there was one table occupied next to us and it was Matthew Kenny. And I was like, like, oh shit. And like, obviously I'm the only one at the table that's going to even recognize him or know who he is. So I was like, I'm going to, I got to get up and go to the restroom because I was having a fangirl moment and I just needed to compose myself and figure out what (laughs) I was going to do. And as I'm getting up, Brett's like, no, but I wanted to take individual pictures with everybody. I was like, why do we need individual pictures? Like we have a great group shot. He's like, no, I want one with every single person here. So they proceed to do touristy type photos in his restaurant. Now they're, everyone's standing up from the table taking <laughs> photos. I'm like, oh God. Okay. All right. So then I go to the bathroom and I text Jade because Jade knows Matthew. They're friends. Oh. And I was like, Matthew Kenny is here. I'm fangirling. What do I do? And she's like, go say hi to him. And I was like, okay, I needed that permission because I don't know the type of person he is. And like, you never know. Everyone just knows like you don't approach someone if they're at a table eating dinner. Totally. But on the other hand, he's the owner of the restaurant and he's always going to be at a table in a restaurant. Exactly. (laughs) So I just wanted to know from someone who knew him if he would be approachable or not in that way. Mm -hmm. And she's like, go say hi. Tell him I say hi. All of that. I'm like, okay, good. So now I have this plan on my way back from the restroom. I was like, okay, so I'm going to go back to our table. We're going to get the bill. We're going to pay. And then on our way out, I'm going to say hi to him and hopefully get a picture with him. So now I go sit down at the table. We get the bill. And I purposely brought cash with me because I don't want to be that person where we have a a bunch of different credit cards. And we're like, oh, split it five ways on these credit cards or whatever. So I was like, I knew in advance, like it was going to be a group dinner. I knew like I wanted to bring cash. So I had $200 cash on me and the bill for five of us was like $430. So I put down just my 200 cause it was like a hundred and what, like $8 each, $107 each, but I didn't have $7 change. Right. So I, I just put in my 200 and then three other people, Brett didn't pay. It was his birthday. wouldn't, wouldn't let him, but the other three put in their credit cards. So when our server came over, we were just like split it equally four ways which mm. at that point I could have just put my credit card down anyway I know. <laughs> it did not help the situation and he's like oh I don't have change which again I should have been like here take my credit card instead and I was like oh it's okay we'll, like we'll figure it out so everyone's like oh no we'll, we'll Venmo you like for you you putting in the extra which was I don't know why any of us thought that that was a good idea so <laughs> now we're at the table trying to do math after yeah. having uh. two three bottles of wine <laughs> And I realized Matthew is hearing this entire conversation and it sounds like we're like nickel and diming. Like, oh. wait, how much do we, ha- who do we, oh, do we pay Jane? Like it was insane. Yes. But the amazing part of this is that I got it and I'm going to play it because it's so mortifying. Just, um, <laughs> just visualize okay. my idol oh. sitting at the table and hearing this entire conversation next to us. And by the way, Matthew is in this video. You, you can <laughs> see him. I'll show you guys the oh video God. too. But. 
Listen. Are you? you guys, no, you guys. I'm don't hiding. Don't I'm don't hiding. Do yeah. I'm hiding. Oh my god. No. Nobody's been to me anything. No, you're not. But but I really like my pen. We have to stop. It's so sweet. We have to stop. I know. Mine was very smooth as well. No, seriously, don't Venmo. It was like a. Tina, don't Venmo Jamie. Don't Venmo Jamie. Don't listen no one Venmo Jamie. No, because I'm gonna Venmo her, so then you're gonna There's double Venmo no her. Then... For you to Venmo so everyone Venmo me, and then I'll Venmo that's her. her. That doesn't make a difference. It's just another day. Shh. I don't know yes, what the fuck about it. Is it? No, just stop. Jamie, Lynn, 24. So am I doing this right? $30 into... Yes, we're tipping $30. I'm just trying to make sure this is right. Will's gonna love us. He's gonna be very thankful. All right, we need to get you to the bar, okay? I need to get home, too. What? We need to get you to <laughs> okay, and mind you, this was the tail end. This went on for 10 minutes. Oh, God. And that's when I pulled out my phone. I'm like, I need to document what the fuck you guys are doing. That is so funny. That sounds like the end of almost every night, right? It's like you're this going, okay, how, who do I owe? What do I owe? How much? Are we tipping right? That's hilarious. Yeah, so... Needless to say, I did not say hello to Matthew no, Penny on my way out. I was didn't. hiding my face well, and walking out in shame. Oh, instead. no. And I have to tell Jade the reason why I didn't say hi to him. <laughs> it, it's, trust me, it's better this way. Okay. I'll, I'll <laughs> You'll have a better moment. Again. You'll have a better moment. Yeah, because can you imagine him just sitting there listening to all? And like I said, that was the tail end. This He's went on like, for 10 up. minutes. Oh, God so embarrassing oh so, my gosh and funny I, I was like you guys we sound like a skit on Saturday Night Live like the Californians or something like yes, that you know? yes for sure like uh, LA Story that Steve Martin movie they have like a, I'll have a half cap double half cap <laughs> with a slice of orange and a you know it's like I love that movie it's then Mommy, yeah that's hilarious I had a star again food person Ludo Lefebvre do you know who that mm -hmm. he's like a French chef but he's really into doing now like vegan and vegetarian things, which traditionally French, you know, he fought it. Mm -hmm. And then he realized in living here, he's like, wait, we're missing a huge yeah. opportunity. Anyway, so you had to like bid to get a reservation. And like I tried for weeks, I'll get up at 7 a.m. And even the producers are top chef. They were like, how did you get a reservation? We still haven't gotten it. And I'm like, because they're friends with my friends. And I'm like, I just tried really hard. But so I go there and it's like in this hidden place. And my friends are late. I'm like, come on, I'm not a late person. So he opens the door and it's him. And there's a giant camera because they're filming. Oh. But it's him. And he's like, you have your tickets. And, I, and I'm like. <laughs> total deer in headlights yeah i froze my friends are like what's wrong with you you're not like that at all you're blah 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 i'm like <sighs> I, I couldn't even respond to him and he's like are you okay or are you okay and he's so hot and i'm like here he's like this this is fake this is fake. and then i was like <laughs> but he was, he was joking, joking but i was just like i it was so embarrassing did you really so have you. did you have your ticket printed of course <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, it's funny that, like, who we fangirl over and who we don't. I can see any celebrity, and, like, it's – I don't really care. It doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. I see a, sh a vegan <laughs> chef, and I'm like, fangirling. What, like, what is wrong with me? I don't know. But This yeah, is a perfect so transition for my next question. Dating, are you? If so, like, how are you on apps? Are you – like, how are you meeting guys to date, or are you not dating? Oh, that's very difficult. I'm not dating, but – it's a difficult question to answer because there's so many layers to that question. Yeah. Or I guess there's so many layers to my answer as to why I'm not dating. But I had a really shitty relationship last year 
And turns out he was DMing someone behind my back. Not only that, after we broke up, they were together a week later. She flew out here and moved, cro- like helped him move cross country with him. He moved in, I only assume, with her in Florida. Yeah. Yeah, and got her pregnant. So <gasps> within the last year, he had, I have not really had any he serious relationship. He wanted you to have another baby with He did. Too. He got her pregnant right away, broke up with her, was DMing someone else behind her back. Ooh. That girl contacted me and gave me the story about all of it and what he does. And since then, he has ended it with this third one. And he supposedly is with a fourth one because these crazy girls that, and I don't mean to call them crazy. I'm sorry. They're not. One of them is crazy. The one that's been DMing me because she has investigated everything about him. And I'm just like, let it go, girl. Like, yeah. I don't want to hear about this. But she will inform me of what she finds. So now he's even with someone else now. So he's had four relationships and a baby within the last year. So he's now with the baby mama. No. Oh, wow. And just the idea of the fact that I thought I was in love with this person. And that's the, the situation that actually came about from being with him i'm just like was i like questioning your judgment questioning but myself no, he's, so hard he's just a master at there there are people like that so you were tricked and fooled and you're not dumb or you like you didn't see the signs it's there's just people like that that are very good at what they do he was i mean he love bombed me i never even knew the term exactly. like my friends were like he's love bombing you and i was like what does that mean like i didn't even know what that was in the beginning because he was sending me pictures of engagement rings, asking me what style I liked, trying to Talking get married, babies. all of it. And then I come to find out he tried to do the same thing to the next girl, and he tried to marry her in Vegas when they were like driving to move to Florida. So he had only known her weeks, and he was trying to marry her too. <laughs> so just the fact that like I fell for Thinking all of that, yeah. and I thought someone truly had those feelings for me, and I ha- I legitimately had them for him, it just makes me want to do a ton of self-reflection and be like why didn't I see that as love bombing why didn't I see that behavior as red flags now I will now if someone comes on so strong like that in the beginning and and rushes anything any huge life things like that moving getting married having babies absolutely now I will see it as a red flag but just going through that experience and I have to say I'm glad I did for many reasons I have grown so much just from what I've learned from from all of that and all of the self-reflection and self-improvement that I've done this last year. But I just kind of wanted to focus more on me. I've been in so many relationships. I've been engaged before. I, I've been in long-term, short-term. Like I've, I've had it all and I'm almost to the point or I did get to the point and now I might be changing my mind, but I got to the point where I was like, been there, done that with everything and there just isn't someone out there that's my person. Like, I was ready to accept that and just think, like, the things that I want, the standards that I have, it's not going to be found. And I will fully accept that and just focus on me and my businesses and my daughter and pour all my energy into that. And that's what I've been doing. That's what what they say. That's what they say. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) To to be seen. But that's what I've been doing the past year. And you should share Lala's private investigator right <laughs> for dating. honestly i don't know why she's paying someone to do that i can find all that shit out i know too, you know i'm pretty sure we can yeah she should just share it on her podcast and we could all do it yeah <laughs> although there's a lot of yeah well you know from just what you see online and the like the sleuths like the find out the vanderpump it's like just put one of them put a fan on it yeah <laughs> they'll get you everything <laughs> oh my god i had listeners sending me 
the address of the house that my ex moved into with the girl. Like they looked her up and they found her address because she bought a house in Florida. So they were able to get the property records. Like <laughs> they drove they by. They sent a me picture. a photo of the house <laughs> oh with the address. I'm like, you guys, like I don't, I, I don't, don't follow him. I d- and every time they would send me that stuff and they, they did it because they thought they were helping. Yeah. But my heart would, you know, that feeling where your heart just drops when you see things you don't want to see. And like you, you weren't even expecting it. You're just, oh, just let me open up this DM. And it's like, bam. And I'm just like, guys, you can't do this anymore. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think about that with ev- with the Vanderpump Rules people too. Or like with Lala, I'm sure people were DMing her about Randall and stuff. Like all, all the things. Like I got a little taste of it with people thinking that Ronnie was Brock's daughter. You know, it's <laughs> right. like, yeah, it's it's a lot. I wanted to ask you about on, um, and some people DM'd us about this too, on Lala's podcast, you guys both referenced a couple of times that you have been through some rough patches and like now like everything's so much better. Mm -hmm. So um, I wanted to see if you could tell us about that a little bit. I can because one is on an episode and another is somewhere in the Instagram interwebs yes so it's it's public so it's not like I'm spilling tea or talking about somebody that's not here but the first time was I think it was season six you guys are probably you would know better than I do but it was the episode where Schwartz says to Sheena you're a bootleg Kardashian which is like the best line ever yeah (laughs) that was we can laugh at it now yeah (laughs) six had everything so yeah six six was pretty good yeah did it okay so we were basically I was there to celebrate oh, Peter right. which I need to talk to you guys about the Peter incident once <laughs> yes. moving forward, but I'll tell so you this weird. first but it was Peter's birthday and it was Carter's birthday they were doing a shared right. birthday party and strangely Kristen had invited me not Sheena but okay. I was closer with Sheena so it was weird but I went to for Carter's birthday at State Social House right on Sunset you know where that is on the corner there and so they have an upstairs so we're all upstairs just having this birthday party and Lala is now hanging out with Katie and Stassi and prior to that Sheena was I guess the only one and I didn't see this season so I don't know but I guess Sheena was the only one like befriending her and hanging out with her and all the other girls were mean to her okay and Ariana yeah Yeah. all of a sudden I guess at one point I guess Lala became accepted by Stassi Mm -hmm. and Katie Mm -hmm. so this was the first night where Sheena kind of felt slighted I guess she was like wow she's not even like hanging out with me she's not talking about me she's now that she's friends with them she's just dropped me and I'm the one that was friendly friendly with her so she felt hurt when Lala finally came over I think Sheena may have said just that to her Lala starts screaming at her and I'm standing and you can see me I'm brunette but I'm standing there in that scene I was not mic'd however so even though I'm yelling you can't hear what I'm saying (laughs) but I stuck up for Sheena whatever I said Lala turns to me and she goes stand down and I go no you stand down and that was the end of us speaking at that moment but then Schwartz comes over starts yelling at Sheena you're not interesting the only thing interesting about you is what did he say her divorce or something I don't remember but you're a bootleg Kardashian and I go shut the fuck up right (laughs) and then Katie comes over and she's like who are you I'm like don't worry about who I am right and I'm here I am just like defending Sheena against everyone that starts to like walk up during this fight right I had thought cameras were done at this point of the night I thought everything wrapped I didn't see anyone I didn't see any cameras someone walks up to me and they're like you were not mic'd for any of that I'm like you filmed that and I ran downstairs and I hid in the downstairs bar until they were done with whatever but I guess they still use that scene but you just can't really hear what I'm saying you probably see my voice like my lips saying like shut the fuck up Schwartz oh my gosh (laughs) so anyway that was Lala and 
my first fight. So a couple days later, we had gone out to dinner with Randall and my friend Colin Egglesfield, who is an actor, I guess, who was working with Randall at the time. And Lala was meeting us for dinner afterwards. In like the Kate Hudson movie? Yeah. Yeah, I loved him. So cute. It's the one that... Jennifer oh. Goodwin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like... Why can't I think of the name of it? <sighs> Something Borrow? Yes, that's it. Yes. Yeah, I yes. love him in that. Okay. He was in All My Children as well, so that's why I knew him. I knew him back from New York when I was friends with Chrishell, and I knew all the All My Children people. Anyway, I didn't know Randall. That was my first night meeting Randall, and we were just... Sheena's like, come to dinner with us. So I didn't know Colin was actually going to be there. We're talking, and then I... I'm like, oh, hi, Randall. Nice to meet you. I actually just had a fight with your girlfriend the other night. But I was oh, joking. Lala wasn't there. She wasn't there yet. She was coming. She oh. was like on her way. And I was joking about it. I was being very lighthearted about it. I was over it, you know. And he was laughing as well. So she arrives and he tells her what I was just telling him. And she looks at me. And I remember I'm sitting down. She's standing above me. <laughs> she looks down. And she's like, is there a problem here? And I'm like, no, if there was a problem, I wouldn't be talking to him about it. I wouldn't be laughing. Like, I'm over it. Like, there's no problem. She's like, good. And then when they were driving away, like, we're all waiting for our Ubers and stuff. They're both in the car. She calls me over. I don't know if we hugged or something, but we squashed it. She's like, I'm, you know, I just want to be friends. It's all good. Like, let's not fight. And I was like, I agree. Mm-hmm. Cool. So that was our first issue. Okay. Second one was the whole Sheena miscarriage situation in Palm Springs mm-hmm. where Sheena said that, Lala was not there for her yes mm-hmm. but it was a while ago so yeah, I don't really yeah, remember yeah, the yeah. exact details but something set me off right I think it was on one of the fan Instagram pages or maybe it was just my in my own stories I wrote it and then it maybe got picked up I don't remember the exact details but I laid out what to my knowledge what actually happened and setting the record straight and I'm thinking I'm standing up for my friend who is distraught so obviously after me doing that I was not in a good place with Lala anymore. Now, I wasn't there, you know? Mm -hmm. So that was a huge learning lesson for me. As much as I will always support my friends and stick up for them, it just taught me to not do it if I was not present for a situation because I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. And people can, their memories can be wrong. So for me to go slam her for something that I wasn't even there for, I can't vouch for, I learned my lesson to Mm -hmm. never, ever get involved in a situation like that again. And even just in general now, I've taken a step back because I'm like, people are capable of of fighting their own battles too. And me sticking up so hard for someone is almost like me discrediting them that they can't do it themselves. So I've learned that as well. When the whole thing went down with Lala and her breakup, and I found out what happened, and I had been something through something similar with Ivy's dad, and so I reached out to her. I was like, you know, I know we've had issues in the past, but I want to just put that in the past and get over it because I want to be here for you. I've been through this. I know what you're feeling. Like, mm-hmm. please, like, if you ever need to talk, if you want to meet up for coffee, like, I'm here for you. So she and I just started, you know, talking again on uh, just through texts. Yeah, and. It was good, you know, and, and then I saw her in person at Summer's birthday party and we hugged and I met Ocean for the first time. She's adorable. And she met Ivy and we were good. But when she asked me on the podcast, it was a bit surprising. But those were the things That's that she cool. was alluding to. Yeah, I remember 
I think it was at the reunion when both Sheena and Lala kind of both explained their perspectives, their own sides of the story, yeah. and they both made sense. So yeah. it's just a matter of perspective. So it's like they were both right. Right. Mm-hmm. Like and sometimes when you, you jump to conclusions or assumptions in your head, that's, you know, your narrative and you forget, wait, that's just what I came up with. It doesn't mean that it's truth. So I think they were both right and both wrong. Yeah. Cool. Well, I guess since we're on VPR, you said you wanted to turn to talk about scenes that you were in, but then they weren't shown. Yeah, well, I was just I was just saying the last time that you were on our podcast, we were like so excited for season nine to start. Mm-hmm. So I was just wondering now that we're out of that season, if there's any behind the scenes sort of things you could tell us about any of the stuff that you like, maybe a fun scene you were in that didn't make it. But yeah, if there was mm-hmm. any like party that stuck out or anything that any little tea you can give us. Yeah, I mean, I'm there for a lot just because they're my friends you know Sheena's one of my best friends in the past I've always kind of avoided the cameras I stay in the back like no one wants to see me I'm not on the show I'm not trying to be on the show yeah it was never a thing for me to like try to get in front of the camera but last season one of the I don't know if it was a producer or someone had reached out and they were like can we film at Sugar Taco I was like absolutely so if it's a chance for me to like showcase my business then I'm like absolutely like we can totally do this you know bright and cool looking in there that it would be a great film set yeah it was good for them too yeah so they had set it up for and I don't know if any of this aired or not I I don't think it did Uh -uh. but it was a lunch between Sheena Brock Tom and Ariana in that particular scene I was mic'd and I went up to the table say hello to everybody and I made it a point to thank Sheena on camera because I think that Sheena started this show. It started because of her. People might not like me saying that or people might disagree, but she was the impetus to mm-hmm. to the spinoff. And I think a lot of times she's been made to be the butt of a joke. And she's an amazing person and she's an amazing friend. So I just wanted for her to have a moment where someone is acknowledging how great of a friend she is. So I walk up to her, I hug her, and I was like, you know, I just want to thank you because I wouldn't even be a part of Sugar Taco if it wasn't for you. Because what ended up happening was another investor, Jessica Hall, who was very good friends with Sheena, her sister is Stacy, the bartender from the Hills, who is also friends with Sheena. Jessica asked Sheena to vouch for me because with Sugar Taco, we don't let in people that we don't know. It's like a tight circle, you know, we want to make sure like we're working with good people like no right. one who's going to give us issues you know or trouble or not trustworthy so anyway Sheena graciously vouched for me with Jessica Hall and she's like she's one of the best people I know she supports this vegan lifestyle she has the same mission as you guys she would be perfect and because of that they let me become a part of it and invest nice. and it changed my life so much in so many ways and so I wanted to make sure that that was on camera thanking her for that yeah and it, so I was sad that that got cut because that was really important to me but I know people always some they've made up their minds season one there's Stassi Stan or Sheena Mm -hmm. Stan and it what frustrates me is they're friends now and they're friendly and and people still are like anti and I'm like you guys don't even know what's going on they're like you know Sheena was going to go to Stassi's wedding and not when she cut it down to 35 but you know like they're friendly they're you know they've socialize and that sort of thing and they still think it's like one against the other yeah it doesn't have to be one or the other yeah and yeah and you can step back and realize that it's like more than a show too like they're like real people and I yeah I don't like when people do that yeah I mean I've seen how generous Sheena is with 
friendships and and giving not just apple watches and penguins but (laughs) in life so that would be an important scene because I think a lot of people just see her as like the selfie taking right you know bootleg Kardashian and it's like she's so nice to everyone that you kind of have to experience in person like she's the only one really on the cast that goes out of their way to support the fans you know what I mean like oh yeah I always talk to you I always take a picture I mean I don't know if it's the only one but the she, most because I feel the, like it's changed lately the other ones that would be more inclined to like the Toms and Ariana I mean Ariana she, <laughs> there there's been times where yes. I've I've stepped not that she asked me to or wanted me to but I remember one time we were at emo night I'm like I can't have this here guys this is my <laughs> this is my temple oh, we're not coming we're up not all doing the time. this yeah so there was this one fan of Ariana's that came up at emo night and she would not leave for it got to be about an hour she was just hanging out with us you probably know who it is and like I wanted <laughs> yeah time with my friends at my special place and I wanted right. to go sing and dance but like Ariana is so good that she would never say like okay well gotta get going or it was nice to meet you she just talked yeah. for an hour at emo night it's so loud and I was just like at one point I got my friend Mindy and I was like look we've got to get this girl out of here some way and like we acted like security <laughs> and finally got rid of her and then it was funny because we were dancing and she came back and I'm like nope and I like made a circle with Mindy to like do like the airplane yeah to like thing. avoid her so um I, yeah I just do cause you want to just be with your friends no yeah. I t- totally agree I think it's more because she's not as accessible she's very good with it the toms are very good but they're just like short maybe schwartz spends more time i feel like in the past year they've all been super accessible yeah oh now recently but like originally yeah originally yeah yeah. if you have another topic you're welcome to bring it up but i do want to bring up peter okay bring up peter yeah i have a (laughs) game i want you to play but yeah i don't really have too much on the vpr because i know you can't really get much away like we've already said on our podcast we know there's going to be two shows i was told that you know months ago i cannot confirm or deny are you going to sandoval's show in july i wasn't planning on it they're gonna be filming well that's not not an incentive for me (laughs) (laughs) that means i can i can talk to my friends that means shit's gonna happen (laughs) so it's like we want to be there for the shit to happen i don't want to be on camera don't get me wrong yeah i I do i detest that (laughs) i do not want to and then when we were she froze up and was like cindy brady and that's how i'm like wait what do you mean when were you my niece was horrified she wanted no part of it so she's just like this so then i'm like (laughs) left talking i'm like i don't even want to be on tv because like i don't like the way i look right now you know what i mean oh my god overserved by my own was this on the show (laughs) no it didn't make it thank god and like i just want to point out we were filmed for a while (laughs) like whenever something happens like it's one of us just has to go because like if both of us started talking it would be so weird so like sometimes we just have to let each other have a moment your moment with charlie like there's no way i could like butt in there at that concert i kept trying to i'm like even and and that was a moment that was a moment when the friends were trying to pull her away from and i kept i go go take shots with they were trying to have a night and what yeah she kept coming back to me yeah it wasn't sarah but i was witnessing the whole thing going oh (laughs) so then she introduced me to Corey, but then she went to the bathroom and i felt like a dick to be like well since she's gone i'm gonna leave so i kept talking to him because he was by himself right i'm like well i'll just talk to him until she comes back so then she comes back. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll see you guys later. She's like, no. So then I have to tell you that. <laughs> and then he's, and then they're like inviting me to his parents' house what? to come over for <laughs> Sunday barbecue. And I'm like, wow. Wow. This took a turn, but cool. But yeah. They're I, my, they're my tenants where they used to be. They're, oh, they're still they there. No, they're oh. there. I oh, you stopped quit. working right. for the company, but oh my God, that. I liked one, him a lot. Oh, he's great. 
that one apartment building that so I worked for a real estate company that owned apartment buildings and one of them is right in the middle of West Hollywood which is where I lived for the last 10 years or whatever and I also worked for the company that owned it Mm -hmm. so anytime someone needed an apartment in WeHo they would come to me so in that building we had Actually, we should finish this story on Jamie All Over for part two. If you have any questions for me about anything discussed today or just want to say hello, find me on Instagram, Jamie Lynn 24, J-A-M-I-E-L-Y-N-N-E 24. Thanks, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening.